Welcome back, everybody, for episode 13 of the Varsity Breakdown podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Guevara. And usually I have my right-hand man sitting right across from me. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, we could not meet up this week. So Lupe Ramirez is going to be joining us via the Titan Tower, and I'll be here at the Givada Compound in Tucson, but we're going to make it work. So let's get this show on the road. Welcome in, brother. How was your week? Oh, bro, it wasn't bad. I, I can't complain. Uh been pretty busy, but steady at the same time. Um, yesterday, I spent some time uh, in Gilbert, and then also spent some time at Union, working on a project with the student council members out there, and also got to uh, speak with Meech. Um, we're also going to be working on a video with him. Uh, won't get into too much detail on that, but um, before we start, I just want to give a big shout out to our our varsity breakout pitchers and batters that we announced on the last episode. Um, shout out Marcus Baca, Emilio Barreras, Tatiana Reyes, and Raven Tarango. Um, we got we got your shirts already put in. They're ordered. We just got to pick them up. We're not going to tell you guys when or where we're going to deliver them, but we're, we're trying to make it a surprise, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, got to show up unannounced. Uh, it wouldn't be our style if we didn't do it that way, right? Right. And, and it's going to be fun. I look, I look forward to seeing the the reaction on these kids' faces when we actually show up and pull out that tee and 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 they get a good look at you know what we designed for them. Um, but before we get into to more of that, um, you know, before we actually you know hit the music for the theme, uh, we were talking about something else before. Um, you know, we actually decided to to do this episode you know via telephone. Um, but I'll let you get into that. But why, why don't you elaborate further? Yeah, so um, we uh, were having a conversation, you know, not too long ago, and uh, one of the big things that came up uh, when me and you were having that conversation was the importance of social media discretion when it comes to being a student athlete. And uh, the reason being is that we have a page that is followed by a lot of uh, student athletes, you know, of various ages. And, uh, you know, we follow those student athletes, especially the ones that reach out to us. And, uh, you know, certain things come up on social media, you know, that I feel could hurt a student athlete's reputation. And it could be something as simple as a picture, a video or something that their friends were sharing. And I think that uh, and I felt that it was important to uh, bring this up in this episode. And I think you agreed with me because uh, you were uh, telling me about the focus of having your your brand, which is being the student athlete trying to get a college uh, scholarship and then having your personal profile, you know, being just who you are. And, uh, you know, go ahead and elaborate a little bit more on that and let everybody know what uh, what you meant. Yeah, what what I was talking about is uh, like what we do. We have uh, you know our profession page, and one thing that we do is try to you know draw the line between you know our personal lives and our professional pages, and you know things that we wouldn't want on you know brought up in our personal lives, we don't put on our professional pages, and vice versa. And you know, there, there's some you know there's some things that you know we you know we wouldn't want you know shared with everybody. And and it's the same with these student athletes. When 
and, and like you said, we, we follow a lot of student athletes. They follow us. And another thing that's important is there's some college programs that follow our page and follow some of the student athletes and, you know, the ones that we highlight. And if they were to happen to come across the things that, you know, uh, that they see a student athlete in a, in a compromised position, it's going to hurt them in the long run. You know, their, their ability to, to move forward in, you know, co- you know, collegiate sports could be hindered because of a, a social media hiccup. And that would be truly, you know, horrible to see. And, and, and all we're doing is just, you know, looking out as, as a couple of big brothers for these kids and, and just, you know, not trying to be hypocrites at all, but saying, you know, hey, watch what you post, man. Know your audience. And it's it's so easy to believe that, you know, in a small town or in the area that we're in, that everything you do, you know, not necessarily under a microscope or, or gets overlooked. But that's, that's definitely not the case. I don't know. It's just it's just unfortunate. But we, we know that, you know, you know, the, the ones that, you know, that we're speaking to and, and what this message is, you know, intended for, they'll get the picture. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, you said it best, especially, you know, knowing your audience. It's like you you never know who's watching. And, you know, a lot uh, what what I also want to say is that a lot of uh, friends follow each other. And, you know, if if you're really a true friend and, you know, you got your brother's back uh, who you play a sport with or, you know, that you guys are just close friends in general, like it's OK to have their back in and uh, tell them when they're wrong. I think you had talked about it uh, off air about about posting, uh, sending stuff that is just for the boys and, you know, keeping it amongst yourself or boys and girls, I should say. And, you know, keeping it there that doesn't need to be uploaded for the world to see. And uh, just remember that no matter how many good things you guys are doing out there, it can get ruined by one mistake. And then next thing you know, that could be the end of what you're trying to pursue. All that hard work and dedication that you committed to that sport could be gone. And so like like Loop said, we're just being the big brother and just wanted to reach out, you know, because if we see it, you never know who's, who else has seen it, could screenshot it, could share it to somebody else. And guess what? All of their friends get to see it and people who follow them. So things can spread like wildfire that you wouldn't even think possible just by something that could have been avoided. So just always remember that and, you know, just be careful what you post and or how you post it and just uh, look out for each other. So that's really all I have to say about it. Uh, do you have uh, any last comments on it? Um, no, just from, you know, recent conversations and speaking with some students, I know that uh, the few that I did speak with, they, you know, they were pretty aware of, uh, you know, the times and, and, you know, what people are doing. And, and they were telling me about, you know, close friends and privacy and all these other things that, you know, that they have, you know, access to what they can use and what they do use so that, you know, others, you know, that they, you know, just like what we're talking about, others that, that are not intended to see it don't see it, but they're, they're sharing with the group, just like a group chat or, or something like that. And that goes a long way in not only just protecting your privacy, but, you know, your future. I think that's, you know, I think that's pretty much it. I think that was, you know, straight and to the point and, and God bless. We, we're just, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're exactly. We're just trying to look out and uh, just like I said, look out for each other and, and let's all, uh, you know, see each other excel and go. Yeah. We just want to see you guys go to that next level. That's the God honest truth. And, you know, we're going to try to make sure we put out information that is beneficial to you guys. And, you know, um, we hope you guys uh, really take that to heart and know that 
we have the best intentions, you know, of uh, helping you guys as much as we can. And that includes everything outside of sports or score, anything like that. So uh, let, let's get into uh, the next uh, part of this show. I know everybody's been waiting. Is it going to be baseball or is it going to be softball that we're going to kick it off with? We are starting off with baseball, particularly in the city of Florence, where the Gophers are currently 12 and 9. Do um, you want to tell everybody what they are in the 3A South Central region? Yeah, so uh, currently uh, Florence is 2-2 two and two in the South Central region. Um, uh, it puts them in third right now, um, but they, they still have a chance to uh, uh, finish up strong. So uh, how, how did the week look for them? Uh, well, the week we'll start off you know, with last week, and then we'll, you know, we'll get into some of the info that we released on our weekend recap. They played Coolidge on the fifth and ended up winning eight to one. And then playing uh, in a tournament, they ended up playing on the eighth against the Duncan Bulldogs, winning thirteen to three. And then later on that night against the Pima Rough Riders, winning seven to five. The very next day, they ended up beating Morenci eleven to seven. So um, I'm not. I'm pretty sure you know based off of the three wins they had, it looks like they might have won that tournament. Um, there's no real uh, Florence. Uh, baseball page like there was you know with the basketball team because the basketball team you know did a great job following you know the gophers and you know recording them and, and streaming them you know on social media so you know shout out to Florence you know for all their hard work in, in basketball well, we would love to see that you know just transpire in all sports you know across for every team in our power six um, but moving on uh, this Monday on on 411 they played ALA Ironwood in a match that, you know, they lost 10-9. to 9. It, It's unfortunate because, you know, just a few weeks ago, or last month on the 24th to be exact, they lost to ALA Ironwood. And, and the, the last game wasn't, you know, really a close one. But, it, you know, this one, it, you know, it looks like it was a nail-biter. And in, especially, you know, in ALA territory, that's tough. And it, it's been that kind of year for Florence this year where, you know, they, they go on a couple of, you know, good game win streaks and then they just, run into a team like you know the Warriors that you know it seems like they just had their number all year yeah man it's been a roller coaster of a season for them and um as we've been saying all year long consistency needs to be there and they and they have that you know uh dur- during that tournament uh but uh you got to win the games that count most and uh you, you know you're losing a nail biter to LA Ironwood I know it has to sting because they could have gained a, a little bit of ground uh, in the three A South race, uh, that would actually put them tied with ALA Ironwood, and uh, you know they both would have been chasing Thatcher, uh, being one game behind, I believe. So now Florence is one game behind ALA Ironwood and two games back of Thatcher, but they currently sit at seventeen uh, in the three A uh, standings. So that is uh, right there. Um, I believe there's twenty four teams that make it. I don't know if. Every uh, division is the same, but uh, lately I've been hearing about 24 teams make it into the tournament. So uh, if they're sitting right there, I mean, they still have a chance to make it to the playoffs, which is pretty exciting for them. Yeah, for sure. Like, I have high hopes for them if they do make it to the playoffs because overall they are a tough squad. Um, They did exactly what I said they were going to do, which is come into Coolidge and, you know, give them a run for their money. And and they did exactly that, beating them 8-1. So, you know, shout out to them for proving me right. But, um, yeah, th- as far as playoffs coming, you know, come into play, we 
we, you know, wish all the best for our teams that, you know, that are playoff bound. And, you know, we are really crossing our fingers that Florence is one of them. For sure, you know, they they still got a few more games to uh, uh, get that playoff uh, seeding a, a little bit better. And so, you know, best of luck, Florence. But uh, let's keep it rolling and uh, let's move on into the next team. All right, the next team that we will be discussing is the Dust Devils of Santa Cruz Valley. Right now they are 3-10-1. And, one, and uh, last week just wasn't their week. And neither, you know, this week, you know, they started off just not on the right foot. Um, last week they played the St. Augustine Prep Wolves and lost another nail biter, 16 to 15 in that one. And you know, this past Monday they played Madison Highland Prep, losing that game 11 to 8. Yeah, it's been a a tough season for Santa Cruz. Uh, they they were on a roll there for a little bit, got a couple wins going, and you know, just kind of uh, been. But they've been losing close games though. That that I have to give them. You know, not, it ain't like uh, they. Uh, like the beginning of the season where the run differential was a pretty big gap. So, you know, there you can see the improvements. Now they just got to keep finishing uh, until the end because it looks like they're keeping themselves in the game and they just got to finish now. Yeah, for sure. The effort is all there. Like we can all see it, but it's just putting it all together and, and ultimately just piecing together wins. Um, I, I don't feel like, uh, you know, any optimism will change the season. Um, they did, like you mentioned, they did go on a little hot streak. They, their three wins all came, you know, as region wins, which is really great for them. But right now, the focus should be just to finish the season out strong. There's, uh, there's n- not, you know, much other to say, you know, for Santa Cruz baseball other than that. Like, other, uh, it, it, you know, it wasn't the season that they expected or were hopeful for, but it's, it's not over yet. They, they, they got to finish strong. Yeah, and they uh, are three and four in uh, region play, sitting in third. So uh, we, we hope that they finish strong and, you know, just can make things interesting because uh, you can be a, a team that can be play spoiler. Uh, if you know uh, the, your record's not where you want it to be, you guys can spoil uh, somebody's uh, chances of getting to the playoffs. So keep on uh, doing your thing and just uh, finish the game. That That's all I got to say, so. So, uh, you know, let's keep things moving. Uh, let's move right on into the next team. All right, the next team, let's go into Cougars country. The Casa Grande Union Cougars right now are 9-7. and seven. Um, They're 4-3 in the 5A Sonoran region. And, you know, dipping into some info here from the weekend recap, they played Mountain View in Tucson and won 7-0. And a couple of days later ended up playing at home and lost to Catalina Foothills 6-0. But subsequently, the next day ended up beating Catalina Foothills in the nail biter, seven to six. And just yesterday, they ended up playing another game uh, at home against Flowing Wells, losing another nail biter, four to five. It's it, it's unfortunate for the Cougars because, like I said, I, I was actually there. I, I had uh, every intention to stay in Casagrande and you know go to that game, but you know I, I couldn't miss time with the fam and. It, you know, East is right around the corner, and I, I just got, you know, you know how tough it is, bro. That's that's exactly why, you know, we're not face-to-face right now. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But, you know, since since uh, Casa Grande went on that five-game win streak, uh, they're actually two and two uh, since then. So, uh, just got to uh, – I think these games are a little bit more important because they're, they're your region games, but they're only uh, three games behind uh, first place. 
which is held by uh, Marana. So, um, but they're they're actually in all their games. You know, it's uh, I think the Flowing Wells game went into uh, uh, an extra innings. So you know, uh, they they are resilient. They can bounce back, and as you've seen earlier in the season, they can get on a little hot streak. So you know. Get get that another five game win streak going, and you might make things interesting uh, when it when it comes to uh, their region. So, I, I I think they're gonna bounce back. I mean, that pitching staff we know what it's capable of, and they have a ton of hitters on that team that can all step up any given day. So let, let's just finish those games, and you guys are right there. So can't wait to see what they do the rest rest of the way. Hundred percent, like you said, they have all the weapons that you know that they need to you know to, to finish the season strong and you know give everyone in the 5a uh region a run for their money in the playoffs um but keeping things uh moving in the city of Casa Grande, let's talk about Vista Grande right now they should be on their way back from uh California and coming back with an 11-7-1 record where they are 4-0 and 1 in black, uh, oh, excuse me, in 4A Black Canyon region play. Uh, they played Apache Junction last week, whooping them 19 to 2, and then ended up playing uh, Saguaro Tucson on Saturday the 9th to finish up an extra innings game where they ended up winning 4 to 3. Uh, and like I said, they, they were spending some time in California for the 71st annual San Diego Lions tournament. Um, a, a tournament that, you know, that didn't really go in their favor. What do you think, bro? Yeah, and they uh, dropped both games. They played. Uh, they played uh, Westview, losing to them nine to two, and uh, Madison uh, losing to them six to one. And then uh, also fell to uh, Bonita Vista five to four. So it, it's a whole different ball game when you play out of state teams that are supposedly uh, supposed to be, you know, in the level of play as uh, Vista and. Uh, sometimes that happens, you know, it's it you you go and see a different type of baseball. And I'm sure that six hour drive makes them a little bit fatigued. But, you know, I'm they, they know I'm not going to make excuses for them. I know they wouldn't want me to. So, you know, it's uh, just unfortunate that they couldn't pick up a win out there. But I'm sure it's going to make for some great experience uh, to wrap up the final part of the season, because uh, seeing teams like that, that uh, can put up runs just as just as good as they do. And sometimes maybe even a little bit better when you come back and you're playing these region games. It, it might seem like some cakewalks that they have coming, especially uh, uh, knowing that they want to get back in the win column. Yeah. And what's what, you know, let's be honest, you know, these games, you know, they are losses, but their tournament loss and, and and they won't necessarily count negatively, you know, in our state and, you know, in AIA play. So it, again, like you said, it was a great experience for them to go into California. I'm also sure that their chemistry, you know, returning back home is going to be through the roof because, you know, it could only, it can only either go one or two ways. You're either going to build a bond with each other. Or you're going to be really sick with each other because you don't, you know, that you can't, you know, cohabitate with your teammates, you know, for more than what, three, four days. I, I think I think it's gonna be good for them. I think coming in, you know, to their, their next uh game, which I'm sure is region play, I don't necessarily have their schedule up in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, it's gonna bid well for their next game and I and, and I'm oh, I'm yeah. saying this right now. I'm guaranteeing a shutout their next game. Oh yeah, it it should be a shutout. Uh it, when they get back uh they actually host uh Cortez on Friday. 
And uh, I believe that team hasn't even won a game this year. They're 0-12. So, you know. I said what I said. Yes, sir. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But, and a matter of fact, they actually, uh, I believe, have a game today, if I'm not mistaken. If they they don't come back, I have them playing uh, Palisades uh, today. So, uh, we'll we'll see if uh, that game uh, does happen. So, it's it's on the max prep schedule. So, but if not, they'll uh, be able to bounce back against Cortez on Friday. But uh, another thing, you know, about uh, seeing uh, their social media presence, you know, it was cool that they got to uh, go, uh, you know, to the batting cages and spend time like that as a team and go, you know, check out the uh, great places that San Diego has to offer and to see those experiences and the way that they're bonding. No doubt they're going to come back and uh, be an even closer team. Yeah, you know a little something about San Diego living out there and being stationed out there for the time you were out there. And, um like you said, we we hope that they come back refreshed, not not too fatigued, and they come back ready to just whip some ass. Um, let's go to Sequoia Pathway. This this is a baseball team that is 0-7. They're 0-6 in 2A Valley play, and collectively they're losing every game by an average of 28 points. It's really hard oh, to look at the scores and and be like, yo, is that real? And like, and then you you think to yourself, like, why are they? You know, I know that they have to play at least five innings, but why are they allowing these ridiculous high? They they almost look like scores of like a football game, bro. I'm not even playing. Mm-hmm. Um, they played a, a rep that prep, lost that game, thirty two to six. A couple of days later, playing Madison Highland prep, losing that game, twenty two to two. Now we don't ever ever want to put down our student-athletes, you know, in our power six. But what what I'm about to call out is, you know, their competition. Like, yeah, you guys are, are, are scoring runs and you guys are basically padding stats against, uh, uh, you know, a newly uh, established team in, in the AIA. What's the point of, of going over 20 runs? Like, I, I mean, I, we haven't been to a Sequoia Pathway game, and I don't know if their defense is just that bad or – what is the reason behind these freakishly high-scored games? Yeah, and the team you're about to say was 0-8 before this game. Go go right ahead, and you, you can read that one. Uh, I know it's not going to sound pretty, but that is the score that we have. Yeah, like you said, their last game, they played against Santan Charter and lost 45-5. to Like, that that's just mind-boggling that it, that was the actual final score for that game. Yeah, and it's just... I some sometimes I don't even know what to think like whenever I see that stuff and it's like but they're not the only team that's like that you know there's plenty of teams across the state that just don't have programs to even stand a chance and we're seeing that with uh, Sequoia Pathway is just like they do not stand a chance from the very first pitch and like you said, we don't know if the defense is the issue, if it's the pitching, uh, you know, are they walking a lot of batters or, you know, it, it could be a, lo- a lot of things. And it's like uh, that's something that just has to be addressed and, you know, figure out what uh, it, maybe the team's that young and, you know, they're inexperienced. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, we have some teams that don't even have seniors and it's all about building that camaraderie, especially at a young age and, Right now, uh, Sequoia Pathway doesn't have that. And you would think that, you know, a newer school like that in a, a growing community in Maricopa, like the, uh, uh, they would have a competitive team in all sports. But, you know, unfortunately, the for uh, baseball, it's, 
I don't see it happening this year. And, you know, I wish them the best and hopefully they can um, maybe keep a game close enough where they'll steal one. And that, you know, that's all I can ask of them because losing to an 0 and 8 team, 45 to 5, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, looking back at it is, is that a rivalry right there? Is that they're in the same region, correct? Yeah, them and Santan Charter they are. And I think okay. they, they, they do have a little bit of a rivalry in football. I know that for sure. Yeah. And so, uh, but like, like you said, uh, you know, wins enough, enough. And it, sometimes you, you can't help but score, uh, you know, if especially if they're walking uh, batters constantly and, you know, uh, you're hitting singles and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, th- there comes a point where I'm, uh, if this coach didn't do it, I'm just like, I'd, I'd be shocked. It'd be like that travel coach that full court presses in basketball uh, when the game's 100 to zero. And, uh, you know, it's just like either that, that coach is that guy or, Sequoia is just that bad right now, and man, but we we have always talked about that. Like, when is enough enough? And in baseball, man, that that is a pretty pretty big uh, gap. I've I don't think I've ever seen a score like that. I, I definitely have not, and it's it's just mad unfortunate, bro. Like, we don't we don't want to to be like you know sounding like we're you know being really down on the team because you know. You know, as much as, you know, as critical as we are of Coolidge, we're that way because, you know, like you said a, a many times before, we're alumni. We, we're going to be very critical of our alumni because, or of our uh, alma mater because we want them to excel, not necessarily more than others in our power six, but we want to see that, you know, we want to see them do good. And if they're not doing well, we're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to dance around the fact that they're uh, underperforming. Mm-hmm. We're going to give them our honest opinion and feedback of what they need to do to turn things around. And granted, Coolidge, the baseball team has definitely done everything within their power to do to do right and and try to you know get things straight. You know, mm-hmm. we'll talk about them here in a little bit, but uh, it, it's 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 a matter of of just wanting the best for for the teams in our power six and and, and all the players in Sequoia Pathway. If any of you guys are listening. Um, just keep your heads up. Try, try your, try your best. We don't know, you know, your guys' experience, the 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 types of practices you have, the amount of the the, the type of staff you have, or, or even the amount of staff you have on your team. Because as we've seen with some programs, some of them are, are just skating by with with one or two coaches maybe in practice, and yep. and you and I both know that that's that's just not enough to yep. to, to teach a group of young men and women the fundamentals of sport that's just not enough and 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 that's no fault of the coaches or 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 the student athletes but you know overall of the 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 schools themselves for not paying that type of uh attention to all their programs instead of one in particular almost definitely man you couldn't have said it any better i there's just no way you can do what you want to do to excel with only one or two coaches out there. Three, three is doable, but you know, it it makes it a lot tougher on those two coaches, that one coach that's given their time to try to put a a winning program together. And, you know, that's got to be something where there's more involvement from either the school staff or, you know, the community that have people that can lend their time and uh, knowledge to, help build these programs because you know and if they don't do that i mean these programs will struggle severely 
with only one or two coach coaches out there. So uh, let's uh, hope that Sequoia can, you know, just stay positive, keep a game close and, you know, sneak one out, man. Cause like it would just be a, an amazing feeling for them just to know, Hey, no matter what, we never gave up. And that's the results of it. And, you know, so uh, keep your heads up, like Loop said, and, you know, uh, we'll, we'll be rooting for you. So uh, let, let's move on uh, to our final baseball team. Yeah, our final baseball team, I, I spoke on them a little bit earlier, and, and that is our alma mater, the Coolidge Bears. They are 2-10-1, and 1-4 and in 3A South Central play. And I touched on it, you know, with Florence in the beginning of the segment. Um, they lost 8-1. And I, I, when I said that, it, you know, like I said, it didn't make me proud to say it, but I just knew that Florence was that type of a, a polished team that was just not, you know, going to let that slip through their fingers. And they did absolutely that. Um, but, but I'll say this, Coolidge showed out just three days later, taking that long drive up to 60 to, to play the Globe Tigers. They beat them 17 to zero, absolutely dominating the Tigers. And that's what we're talking about, Bears. That's what, that's the stuff that makes us like clap and, and like leg, legit, like we'll go back and forth in our, in our messages and be like, hell yeah. You know, uh, did you, did you get to talk to Rico? No. Well, hey, hit him up and ask him, you know, uh, what were the, what were the keys to this win? You know, who showed out? And, and a, a lot of the names or, or one name in particular that, that, uh, that keeps coming up, uh, is Cash. Mm-hmm. Cash, he, you're, you're out there. You know, being vocal, being the leader, showing showing them that you want to win and you want to be looked at as a leader on your team. And we congratulate you, bro. Like you, when, you know, we didn't talk about this before, but you had sent us a message privately and said, you know, I heard, you know, when we had issued you and the entire Coolidge Bear squad the challenge of, of, you know, stepping up, you said to us, challenge accepted. And, and in this, and the weeks passed, it's proven that you've not only, you know, taken the time to message us that the challenge was accepted, but you are fulfilling that, that challenge and you're helping your team move towards a positive direction. And, and, and that's amazing, bro. Um, you know, you did play Thatcher um, this past Tuesday in, in a losing effort uh, going down four to 16, but you know, that, that was to be expected. Unfortunately, we're not, you know, again, we're not trying to put you down, but Thatcher is a squad. Mm-hmm. They, you know, it's it's crazy that you know a, a school that you know when we were in uh in you know in school wasn't that relevant is now just killing it oh absolutely you know that was a game that we said it was uh heavy favorite for thatcher and you know uh even the florence game uh you know i'm gonna backtrack a little bit uh as you were giving all the scores uh but uh even the florence game uh coolidge they were in it uh i believe all the way up until the fourth or fifth inning I believe uh the score was uh three to one in favor of Florence and um you know just uh kind of the biggest thing that I saw uh for Coolidge uh was their their dugout was pumped you know banging on the fence on the lockers you know talking chit-chattering you know uh a little bit of uh jabs at the other team and stuff like that so you know they they were in it as far as being there for uh, each other and, you know, being talkative of uh, what we talked about in the past that they needed to do. And they were doing that all game long, 
all seven innings. So that was pretty cool to see. The only thing that I would say that Coolidge needs to work on that might help them, and maybe they did this against Globe winning 17-0, to zero, uh, is uh, being more disciplined uh, when they're batting. The pitcher was throwing... Uh, throwing meatballs down the down the middle and they were watching them go by and then you know swinging stuff out of the zone or that were too high too low and it's just like but the thing is it was like five pitches or less and they were getting these guys out and uh one uh you know one batter i seen go down in three pitches and the pitcher threw the same pitch in the same area which was low and outside and the kids swung at all three of them. I think if they were a little bit more disciplined in the plate and, you know, be a little bit more selective. And, you know, that's one of my biggest things uh, that I used to love to do whenever I batted. I batted leadoff. So my job was to get on base. Other than that, they didn't care if I hit a home run. They didn't care if I hit the thing to the outfield. Do whatever I needed to do to get on base. And so with that being my job, I was a very selective hitter. You know, I'm the one that's seen the pitcher for the first time. So I'm going to just take my time, let him throw a pitch. Might be a ball, might be a strike. Hey, at least I know what he's about. And, you know, uh, and also adjust to that pitcher. If he's throwing it too fast, you're behind it. Move back in the box. He's throwing it too slow. Move up in the box. You know, you got to be able to use your baseball knowledge uh, when you're up there. It's just not about trying to hit the crap out of the ball and hoping it goes over the fence or, you know, hoping you hit it off the wall. It's about being disciplined enough to know when a ball's a ball, know when that dude's bringing it right down the middle and taking advantage of those things because the more that Coolidge's batters do that, you're going to see them get on base more. You're going to see them accumulate more runs. And, you know, I think they they can put the ball in play. They just, uh, if they were a little bit more selective, they would be a well-rounded team that, uh, you know, finally got the sticks going the next game. But, you know, I think uh, they uh, need to uh, be able to do that every single game. And I think being selective, being a little bit more disciplined, and they got it. That's really all I saw. And, you know, um, as far as their defense, their defense, you know, was pretty solid for the most part. You know, uh, had uh, had one kid, a uh, ball went through his legs, you know. Okay, that that's that happens. You know, outfielder uh, misplays the bounce on the ball, gets behind him. And, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, I think uh, from what I saw, uh, being disciplined uh, at the batter's box is the biggest key for me. Yeah, when you're at bat, you got to it, – it, it sucks to say, but you got to be a little bit picky so that way – um, you complete your assignment, you know, and like you said, you batted leadoff. You knew exactly what your job was, and you did it well, bro. And and you couldn't have explained it, it you know, any better than how you did. And and I see Coolidge being able to turn things around, you know, and just being honest, with not not just with Coolidge or in, the, in any of our schools in the past, it's all schools in the nation right now. Mm-hmm. They're still dealing with the after effects of a pandemic, and you know, and being you know. Specific to Coolidge, their head coach was hired, you know, in the height of the beginning of the pandemic, and is now, you know, still dealing with the effects of it, and still trying to, you know, build the chemistry with the team that, you know, that was such a young team just three years ago, and is now, you know, uh, three or four years ago, and they're now seniors, and he still, you know, didn't have that much time to build the the actual what we know as, as a baseball team. But, you know, they're going to get things uh, corrected. Uh, I, uh, just like how we, when we were talking about with Sequoia, a couple more coaches on that team. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not trying, you know, to name drop, you know, people, but 
you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be blunt. You know, there's, there's people that, that are really good homies with Rico that play softball with Rico. A, a, a couple of y'all, you know, should, you know, take your time and go out there to that baseball diamond and help teach them young men a thing or two, you know? And that would be so helpful, you know, especially like, you know, you got cats like Buddy and Austin, Trevor Fink, all great players, all, all definitely something, you know, all definitely people that could teach those kids a thing or two about the game. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, it's uh, it takes a community, you know, to uh, build something great. And that's uh, what some uh, that, you know, that's going to be for another episode of about that one. But, you know, we always talk about that is that a great community involvement will help build uh, some great programs around here. And, you know, some teams are just uh, a few community community members away from, you know, learning something new, learning something different and being able to uh learn a whole bunch of different skills at one time but you know it it, it is what it is and uh you know they they have the ability to be successful uh to wrap up the end of their season and you know I hope they do uh take what I said you know to heart because it it's something so simple that they just need to know about and just you know execute that and you, you'll be fine and so um let's just uh keep it going uh let's roll right into uh softball and i believe we're starting with the actually our alma mater again uh the college bears right yep the lady bears who are 1 and 16 0 and 6 unfortunately in 3a south central play um they also lost to florence 14-2 and then a couple of days later traveling the globe losing that game of the eight and then on tuesday they were at thatcher losing that game 21 to 11 and tonight they will play ben franklin in their home diamond you know for coolidge uh it's been uh they they were without a few players uh th- this uh past week and a half and you know uh you you've seen the effects of it uh it was uh some, some games they were in some games they they were not in you know, even the the Thatcher game, they were actually winning going into the fifth inning. Uh, so you know, they they have the capabilities to uh play without some of their starters and you know put some together in their absence, and they could uh, you know could have at least pulled out two wins uh against you know Globe and uh, Thatcher, but I think the inexperience you know uh, kind of uh killed them in the end, and you know I think one of their pitchers was actually out, if I'm not mistaken, uh being one of the three uh, players out, so that that's a big uh hit on them so i and you know i I don't know how deep they are uh at a pitcher but uh it's something that uh has hurt them uh, all year long is that um their defense uh can't pick up the stops when they need to and it it showed against stature and they were winning 11 to 9 in the uh bottom of the fifth and sure enough uh thatcher in the last two innings scored 12 runs so uh defense is what i'll preach always about uh coolidge because when they they they're able to get their hits together you know they they can uh do uh some damage and they've shown they uh in the last two games they put up 19 runs so now they just gotta get that defensive stop hopefully some of their starters get a little bit healthy and uh hopefully they could put uh, a couple wins together before the season ends. so it's a it's just a tough uh tough uh, pill to swallow with them because they got some talent on that team and so uh I, I i would really have to evaluate them in order to uh give you guys what i think uh they need to fix or the, what they could fix and but uh it's been just been that type of year for them where it's just like they had uh so many chances at, at some games and uh sometimes they gave it up in the first inning and just just unfortunate for them and i'd like to see them uh 
put something together, you know, to wrap up the year and uh, take it into next year. So uh, what what are your thoughts on them? Yeah, it, it, it's tough to, to look at a team, any team at all, and be like, yo, this is what they need. This is how, you know, they should fix it. And, and with with other teams, it's obvious. But right now with the Lady Bears, it, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's difficult to, like you said, it's difficult to gauge, you know, what exactly they're missing. And it's not necessarily depth because, you know, they have, you know, that that dugout's you know pretty deep but it, it's mainly just experience and that's not something that you can you know get you know immediately that you know that's what takes time and that's what it's, that's all it's going to take it's just going to take time and, and in time I, I i imagine we will be talking nothing but positive things about the lady bears and their softball program let's go forward with the florence lady gophers right now they are five and seven one and three in 3A South Central play, um, they they beat Coolidge 14 to two. A couple of days later, hosted ALA Ironwood in a losing shutout effort seven to zero, and then just on Monday did another uh, game against ALA Ironwood. This time at ALA Ironwood and lost this one 11 to zero. It was not their week this week because on Wednesday they lost to Globe in Globe. Two to thirteen, and it, it's just going to be a busy week for them because if I really don't want them because they played a night against Globe in Florence, and I really don't want them to lose this one, bro. Like I hope that that Laney and them can pull things together and and just send the Globe Tigers back home just defeated. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, would like to see that as well. Um, you know, and they're they have the capabilities to do it. Um, you know, but after that uh, Coolidge game, you know, where they blew them out 14 to 2, it seemed like their bats kind of got cold a little bit. Uh, I don't know if that was due to the opposing team's uh, pitching or if just, you know, they just couldn't uh, buy uh, buy a hit. And, you know, they, they got shut out uh, two out of those uh, uh, next three games and only scored uh, two runs in those last three games. So it's – uh. Uh, this week, you know, it's time to get those bats uh, hot again and, you know, uh, go pull out a victory because uh, they they still have a, a chance, you know, to stay in the hunt in uh, the 3A South Centrals. But, you know, each game is uh, just as important as the other one. So uh, let, let's start that week off hot against Globe and, uh, you know, continue that on for the rest of the season because they have that capability. And, you know, we, we see it. It's just, uh, like I said, they're just the complete opposite of Coolidge, who we uh, preached about defense. They just got to get those bats going again, and, and we'll see them uh, in the win column again, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't doubt it. I, I really think that tonight will be a positive outcome for the Lady Gophers. Um, speaking of, of positive outcomes and hoping for them, uh, again, Sequoia Pathway, a team that their softball team is also averaging losses by you know, around 25 points a game. Um, played five games so far, three of them region games. And last week they dropped 13 points to Horizon Honors, and they weren't able to put up any runs themselves. And then on Wednesday they played Madison Highland Prep, a game where they only put up three points themselves, and the Lady Heat put up 37 runs. Um, Ouch. You know, they played Friday against Sequoia Charter, uh, another you know rivalry game, and you know we 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 saw what happened when they played Sequoia Charter in the first game of their season, and it's just it's just not looking good for for our true and purple and, and yellow. 
No, it's definitely not. And like I said, it's same thing we could say about the baseball team. It's just uh, ex- we don't know the experience level. Uh, you know, it's uh, a team that uh, is uh, fairly new to us. And, you know, we're trying to get that interaction uh, going with uh, their squads. But, um, you know, it's not much you can say, uh, you know, that's going to kind of heal those wounds, you know, but it, like you said, uh, about the baseball team, you know, just keep your heads up, keep moving forward and, uh, and just keep trying to get better. That's all you can do. And, you know, we know losing sucks, but, you know, uh, learn something from each loss and how you guys can get better, how you can reduce some of those runs and start putting up a little bit more runs yourself. And hopefully, you know, you can, uh, string together a win and, uh, we'll, we'll definitely acknowledge that, but, uh, let, let's just keep things moving because I, I, I don't want to be sad this whole show. Uh, you know, I know we got into deep talking and then we got into <laughs> having to talk about, you know, some of these team struggles. So let's just keep things rolling and uh, move into a more positive note. Okay. You want you want positive? Let's talk positive. Our gleaming light of hope for that would be the Santa Cruz Dust Devils. The Lady Dust Devils right now are 17-3, and three, undefeated, in 2A South region play. Let, let's go over their last few games. They beat St. Augustine Prep 18-2. A couple of days later, go to Florence and beat them 22-6. to And on Tuesday, they played Miami, where they won 19-1. And tonight, they will take a long trip towards the east side of the state and play Morenci. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a hell of a ride right there. Uh, but you know, that game actually, uh, keep on your guys's radar. You know, um, if you follow, uh, Santa Cruz's, uh, uh, Instagram or their Facebook pages, uh, they share the link, uh, to be able to watch the games on game changer, check it out because this game is going to be a real good one. It should be a good test to see, uh, the level of Santa Cruz and, uh, see a playoff worthy opponent. And, uh, I'm really excited to, uh, actually uh chime in on that one uh i know me and you are going to be talking about it we're going to be going back and forth uh but uh it should definitely be a, a great game and uh, i can't wait for that but you know going over their week it's like these girls just it's it's repetitive it, you know and that's as much as i could say about it they're just so repetitive in what they do it's a you know it's the same little workouts uh before each game it's the amount of time that they put in in hitting fielding every every aspect of the game of softball they work on and they're just they're just rolling and i hope it i hope that they can go into Marinci and show them what what's going on in the south uh, part of uh pinal county and so i'm i'm gonna be excited uh about it and you know i hope they pick up the win and I, you know, I'm now. Now you got me. Uh, you got my smiles going and everything like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited. You know, so uh, See, yeah, I knew that would too. They, they got to go. Take thank that you. I appreciate three, it. Three, four hour drive. <laughs> no problem. They got to take that three, four hour drive to Marenzi and show them what they love to, uh, to preach that Eloy is where it's at. Because me and you and the, the entire city of Eloy know that is. Back. That entire community shows out for the, you know their their softball team. They know for you know damn good reason that they are one of the best teams not only in the county but in the state. Yeah. And in, in, in an area where you know they they can't challenge the the nearest team where that you know that would be you know they're you know in their in their same wheelhouse. Uh, it's just unfortunate because you know 
we would love to see them, you know, go head to head with uh, Vista Grande, a team that we, you know, we haven't, you know, quite got to yet. But we would love to see them go head to head to see who would be the actual, you know, head honchos of softball in Pinal County. But you know, the, you know, talking about Santa Cruz, they, those girls can fall, and you know, they couldn't be any more, you know, humble. You know, speaking to you know them individually, you know, they 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 not only you know they are appreciative, you know, of, you know, the coverage we give them, but they're also thankful for, you know, their teammates, their coaches and, and, and every message, you know, giving either one of those people or groups of, uh, you know, you know, their flowers. And, and, and we really hope that we can follow them to their state championship game where they're hoisting their state championship trophy. And, you know, we can just, you know, share their, their social media posts because we know that there's going to be, you know, quite a bit of them and, and just, just brag about their wins because that's pretty much all we've been doing for the entire softball season. And <laughs> just congratulations, Elo. You guys are killing it right now. Before we um, go any further, we, we got to talk about that Florence game too. You know, it was a legit reunion over there uh, between uh, Florence and Santa Cruz as uh, – uh, they played against uh, one of their uh, one of their teammates in uh, Laney Wallace, and so you know it, it was pretty cool to see about that. What what did you feel when you saw uh, the pictures that went up on the social media page? It, it was dope. I was glad to see that you know that they were able to you know take some time together and actually take some photos, and there wasn't you know any you know negative comments or any type of bad vibes at all. And and one thing that we've noticed uh, with the legit travel team is uh that camaraderie runs deep and you know they had their hands out in just about every school in our power six you know even in uh coolidge because kayla hunt is actually uh on that team and, and you know she does her thing you know behind the plate for the lady bears and uh it's it's just great to see that that type of connection that's made you know outside of school and you know that doesn't really have that that school spirit behind it but that these coaches are, are bringing so much of a, a good tradition to their program that these players are, are, are just you know have you know have love for you know each other no matter what uniform they're in you know they're they're just so close and you just love to see it and uh, let's go into uh, Casper Grand right now the Lady Cougars are four and twelve, two and five in the five A Sonoran region. Uh, they had three straight shutout losses. Um, first being to Mountain View Morana, uh, the next two to Catalina Foothills. Um, all three of those games were double digit uh, shutouts, and they didn't let that hold them back. Um, just this Wednesday, they played Flowing Wells at home and ended up beating them six to three so you know that's a huge bounce back for them and we just hope that they can take the the you know the good feeling from this win and carry it forward you know towards the end of the season yeah and uh, they'll have a big test against uh ironwood ridge uh uh coming up uh uh tonight and so you know they're 14 and 11 uh they they'll actually be playing at home so Hopefully they take that uh, flowing wells win and just uh, keep on rolling. Uh, it's going to be a good test for them. Um, I don't have uh, much uh, else I could go off of as far as stats goes, uh, but uh, I definitely wish them the best of luck and uh, hopefully they can uh, pick up their uh, second straight win. Yeah, that would be so good for them. 
and staying in the city of Casagrande and rounding out our softball coverage. Let's talk about the Lady Spartans. Uh, Vista Grande has been doing their thing, you know, so far. Um, they're 13-9-1, and 5-0 in 4A Black Canyon play. Uh, you know, they put a whooping on, on Apache Junction as well, beating them 14-2. And playing Apache Junction just, you know, this past Tuesday, they scored another 14 runs but allowed Apache Junction to score six themselves. And they played last night against ALA Ironwood, winning 15-4. to So, you know, that's, that's quite a role for them. And uh, their next game is against the Cortez Colts on Friday. And, uh, yeah, that doesn't seem like it's going to be much of a challenge for them at all. They're, they're going to, you know, further assert their dominance in the 4A Black Canyon region. Yeah, they play uh, Cortez back-to-back. So that could be another two victories. And, that would be a four in a row uh, since uh, dropping that last loss to Saguaro. And then, you know, they uh, play Coronado, which I believe they're going to take care of. But just like the um, the boys baseball, who's going to be battling it out with uh, Post and Butte, you're going to see the same thing going on uh, in softball uh, because those teams are both undefeated in uh, region play and uh, they're neck and neck. And I believe uh, Post and Butte's 19 and four on the year. So, it's going to be a great way to end the uh, the season and, you know, hopefully uh, Vista takes care of their business against uh, these uh, these uh, opponents that they should beat and come in a, a little bit fired up, uh, getting ready to uh, play for the 4A Black Canyon uh, Region Championship because uh, that's what it's going to come down to is those last two games against Post and Butte. So it's going to be a good finish for them and lo- definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely going to be a tight finish for them. With with the end of the season, you know, coming down the stretch, you know, we wish them all the best. They're they're going to have some tough competition in Post and Butte, and uh, you know, we we have no doubt that Selena Perez and Co. will do their thing, and in the end, just you know, win the four A state championship for softball. Yeah, I'd definitely like to see that. You know, and be able to ho- uh, hoist up a a banner in uh in their uh, gym and stuff. So you know, uh, go get it done, uh, Lady Spartans and. Uh, bring bring that championship uh, back to uh, uh, Pinal County. So best of luck to you, ladies, and uh, we look forward to uh, being able to uh, see you guys in the playoffs because we we know you guys are right there. So you know, I know there's one last portion you wanted to wrap up about, and so you know, I'll let you introduce it. You know, it was a great topic that we had discussed uh, as well. Uh, you know, when we were talking about social media, so uh, let everybody know uh, what we got going on. Uh, yeah, we just wanted to take uh, a little bit of time at, at the end of our uh, program to just to just highlight the importance of youth sports. Um, m- most importantly, like one of the names I, I dropped earlier, uh, Austin, Wayne Scott, he uh, does youth sports for his son. And, you know, they have a travel team called the Young Bucks. And, and I'm speaking of another teammate of ours, Juan Alvarez, is also uh, coaching his son's travel team. And, and it's, it's that type of leadership. You know, not only, you know, being a good coach, but being a good father and, and going out there and, and shaping not only your, your kids' futures, but the, the futures of, of the kids in your community. And, and it's that type of, of, of impact that we see from teams like, you know, the, the CG Crush team, you know, with Mark Luna, the, the fantastic job that he's doing with, you know, CG football, you know, it, it can't be overlooked. And just like how we were talking about earlier with the legit softball team, uh, 
their reach is undeniable and, and and the impact that they have on these young ladies' lives, it, it just can't be overlooked. Like, the, you know, we want to give a huge shout out to, to all you, you know, um, previously mentioned because without you, the future of Pinal County will not be as bright as we know it's going to be. Oh, without a doubt. And, you know, it's those things that we've talked about in previous episodes that help build successful high school or junior high and high school teams is because somebody is willing to take their time to invest into a community sport and build something that they know was missing in their community. And that's what these coaches are doing. And, you know, uh, I tip my hat off to them because I wish I had the time to uh, be able to do what they do. I know they talk about the amount of effort and, you know, the time away from their families uh, that they just do what they love and, you know, or and do what is in the best interest of their kids. And so, you know, um, I look forward to seeing uh, what the Young Bucks do. They have uh, three teams. Um, I'm not exactly sure the age groups. I want to say it's a 12U, 10U, and an 8U if I'm not mistaken, but, uh, you know, three teams already in the, uh, uh, town of Coolidge that, you know, get, get your kids out there. You know, two of the coaches, like you said, we played with, we know their experience level. And then, uh, I know another coach, uh, who used to be my coach, uh, in Chris Tapia, that's a guy that not only, uh, coached me in football, but in baseball as well. So you have three quality guys that are willing to give their time and their knowledge to invest into your kid. If he or she is dedicated to playing ball. And so, you know, take advantage of that, reach out to them and, you know, help continue to build that baseball and softball programs back up. And, you know, you might see, how successful that thing can be once uh, those kids start getting a little bit older. And, uh, you know, it only takes one person to, uh, you know, start that fire. And I I think that's a great thing that they're doing. And, you know, um, Coach Mark Luna, he you see his success, you know, not only with uh, Pop Warner championships, but, you know, they're all, all his, him and his uh, boys that he he brought up through uh, the uh, crush program and, uh, you know, his programs before that, um, they're about to put on some rings uh, here uh, next month. So, you know, it, it goes to show you what a good um, community team can do uh, for uh, your um, high school or junior high and high school sports going forward. And, you know, of course, we can't can't uh, ever forget about legit because like you said, they, they're not only doing it in the community of Eloy, they're reaching out, you know, across uh, the county and, you know, that's what type of dedication these coaches have. And it's it's going to be amazing to see uh, these uh, players coming up in the next few years once they hit, hit about junior high, high school level. So something definitely to be excited about. And if you're thinking about starting a team, hey, put it out there. I know people have done it. They've asked me, you know, how do I start a team? I, I don't know specifically, but I'll point you in the right direction, you know, and uh, we'll help each other out because that's what this county needs is more community involvement to help uh, these teams be, uh, become successful. A hundred percent. And if I can, one last thing. Um, I know that we've been in contact with a lot of uh, different coaches from different sports, uh, football, basketball, baseball. But right now I'm just trying to speak on like our, our football and basketball program. Um, 
like right now we do have a couple of projects that we're doing with uh, some players and, you know, we're, we're never going to ever turn away a player or a member of our power six away. But one thing that we do ask politely is um, right now it is baseball season. So right now we're trying to put all of our focus in promoting the baseball players in that program, regardless of whether they're not doing well or not. Um, we're trying to get, you know, these kids, you know, and, and as soon as this season, uh, baseball season's over, we'll hop right back into uh, to football. Because I was able to go to Cash Grand Union a couple weeks back. I was able to take photos of the entire football staff. And, and we're going to put together something real nice for them. Um, uh, what I would like to do is do the same for Sequoia Pathway, Vista Grande, Coolidge, Florence, Santa Cruz. And, you know, so that way when football season does come around, everybody has like a similar type of graphic or something that would be, you know, inclusive of everybody on that staff. And, and what I got that from was, you know, from, from Chris Kidney because he, you know, already sent out a bunch of, of uh, schedules out to the teams and their coaches and and it's great to see but you know right now we're, we're trying to you know to keep the spotlight on these baseball players and softball players so you know we're not we're definitely not you know trying to put you guys on the back burner at all but we're, we're what we're trying to say is uh you know we cover more than one sport and and, and it's really it's really tough and we really want to help everybody but what's tough right now is just trying to prioritize the the sports that's in season above uh, sports that are just right around the corner or just finished. Yeah, you know, it's uh, things are getting busy, man. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's crazy how quickly everything kind of blew up, and you know, we got a countless amount of people that are waiting their turn, you know, to be able to uh, utilize uh, what we can do for you guys. And you know, like you couldn't have said no better. You know, just get give us a little bit of time. Uh, baseball season. Uh, and uh, softball season are our primary focus right now. Uh, but, you know, continue to reach out and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely uh, try to um, get get started on all of our upcoming sports or prior sports and uh, be able to do some stuff for you guys uh, right as uh, baseball and softball season wrap up. And, you know, the same with uh, the baseball and softball players, you know, uh, come this summer, we're going to kind of be moving into football and, uh you know, need to put a little bit of focus on that, but continue to reach uh, out. And once we can fit you into uh, whether we're making a video, a graphic or anything like that, we'll most definitely get to it. And it's just like, and just like you said, you know, we just want to be fair to all three of uh, the sports that we cover and uh, be able to uh, give that shine because everybody deserves it. And we're just trying to make sure it's spread evenly across the, uh, across the platform. And uh, we hope that, you guys understand and, you know, don't but don't be afraid to reach out because, like I said, we're going to message you back and, you know, we're, we're going to try to get back to you and we're going to try to get uh, anything you guys might need uh, done uh, accordingly. Uh, but other than that, brother, I think we pretty much covered it all the for this week. Uh, you got any last words? You know what I got to say. Take it easy. 